Welcome to another episode of Punching Sideways. A little punchy. A little punchy. No, I'm not going to do that anymore. I need to evolve and move on. If you want to open your ear holes, buckle up. We're going to tell you some more stories. <laughs> well, hit me. I want to hear a story. Oh, I'll tell you what hit me the other day. Hit me in my heart. Tinder. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Tinder just crushed my soul. So I'm going to play out Valentine's Day. Fucking like Valentine's Day. Do you ever have you ever been a Valentine's Day Aryan? As in on board with Valentine's yeah. Day? No. Yeah. Even when I've had girlfriends in the past, I think I've probably let them down. Yeah, most people are like I I've got a a mixed on both sides. A plethora of people that just get fully invested and then the others that are just like it's a farce. It's just fake news holiday to make us buy flowers. And they're generally the ones in long-term relationships that are over the fact that, you know, it's just another thing they've got to buy for their girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> um, I bought my parents an eight-course degustation at Ada Mediterranean. Um, it was their anniversary mid-January. Mum always complains, oh, it's so hot in January and we can't do anything. So I thought I would do a like a powers combined and book a Valentine's evening dinner for them because a couple of things that mum usually complains about when they go out for tea is too noisy, you know, it's really busy in the services shit, like da-da-da and all these things. And I thought, well, if it's on Valentine's Day, it'll be quiet because yep. it's supposed to be romantic, etc. Hopefully that'd be all good. So there was all these nerves about going because Dad was like, oh, I've got to go home from work early, I've got to come back because it was on a Monday night and all this stuff. I get this call about oh, 7 o'clock and Mum's like, oh, it's so lovely, it's so lovely we've got. So it's Bernadette who does the fashion. It's her restaurant. She goes, oh, Bernadette's been here. We've got the best seat in the house and – I'm on this big couch and I've had all this food and it's just, oh, she's just pumping it up. And then she goes, oh, it's so beautiful in here. I said, yeah, I thought you'd like it. It's all nice and like decked out like you like. And she goes, oh, just come down. Why don't you just pop down and come down and see us? And I was <laughs> like, mum, it's Valentine's Day. Yeah, come down. Come, I'm sure Bernie would like to see you. I was like, you're there on like, Basically, a couple's retreat for dinners. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't need to be going and just popping in to see my parents no. <laughs> on a romantic. <laughs> She's like, oh, what? I was like, mum, no, not happening. Sorry, thanks for the yeah. offer. Appreciate it. Just, you know, talk to your husband. Don't worry about me. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> do you also think that maybe if couples have been, like, together for a long time, they don't actually know how to just – not be doing anything and just be in their own company? I think a lot of people start to focus their attention onto the, not the third wheel, that's the wrong term, but the third person in the group. Yeah. Like okay. both of the both people in the couple will talk to the non-coupled person. Oh, yeah. So th thanks. Thanks for just putting me in the third world, wheel, third world well, that's third why I wheel would, scenario. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. that's why I wouldn't want to go. Yeah. I come down and then someone sees you that knows you. Oh, you're free tonight, are you? Yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> yeah I guess so. So weird. Anyway, <laughs> so that happens and I've just like, you know, turned my mum down on a Valentine's Day date with her and dad. <laughs> 
what I want to do. I'll go walk my dog. Yeah. <laughs> so she loves me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, as I'm like just about to head outside, like not less than like 10 minutes after that happened, Tinder flicks up a message to me and goes, your commitment to procrastination is outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> and one, they're right, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, a, oh, fuck you, Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> and the horse you rode in on. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to be like, obviously like, throwing a bit of salt at me at the same time that all these other wounds are popping up. But I was thinking to myself, it made me laugh a lot, like a lot, because it's picked out a key trait of mine, which I'm like, I'm a super busy person, but I'm always procrastinating on things. Mm. But that profile has been sitting there untouched for like a long time. Yeah. And they just happen to draw upon the fact that, you know, maybe it's your own fault. (laughs) That you're here on Valentine's it's Day. Not, not a failure of the platform by any means. <laughs> no, not it's at you all. as a person. So yeah, so it's my own fault. But anyway, I was having none of it. Yeah. Because what Tinder doesn't know is I'm also incredibly stubborn. So now that they've like just put that out there, yeah, I'm not going back on it. <laughs> it's great content. That's what it is. I saw that you posted it online and. A lot of people thought it was great, but there was a few comments that were like, oh, this is so you. <laughs> that that sounds exactly like you. You're so funny. And I, think, I wasn't sure whether you'd 100% would have been taking that as a, a compliment slash joke. <laughs> there was a few mixed feelings in there. Yeah. I knew in my heart it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, something that I always say, I'm going down to the server and I'll get my own half-price flowers at nine o'clock. So I was doing that regardless. But it- is it maybe a perfect marketing move by me? I don't know, because it also mm. led to the same panic hoeing situation through your DMs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're alone. I'm alone. Oh, let's all be alone together. And I was like, yeah. So interesting. And then I had some like non, like actual coupled people. I'll say they're, they're in the above 50 age bracket that sort of messaged me like oh are you okay like or I got tagged in international it's actually international friends day or something like that you'll be all right or and I was like oh no also like a little bit jaded by the fact and it was Mm. timely that you know turn my parents down (laughs) (laughs) it's not like I didn't have options guys yeah (laughs) that's it (laughs) so I just want to ask we can this might be slightly controversial but just to finish up that tangent that we're on is there anyone in the MMA that people might have heard of where you as a boxing aficionado have looked at and go, that is a potential elite striker? I'm sorry, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but after saying that, I've seen heaps of really good strikers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's heaps of them who go I was right. just trying to get you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's heaps of them that, 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 that would go really, really well. But off the top of my head, as I say, I don't follow it so close. It's only the great thing that the UFC do is that um, – they'll have an undercard fight and they tell you their whole story beforehand. So mm. you know who they are yeah. and what where they've come oh, they've, from. They've built personalities around 100 athletes yeah. as opposed to boxing that probably haven't done yeah. that. Well, yeah. you go to a boxing, you go to the best boxing fight and and uh, you don't know the three undercard fighters. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a guy on the undercard who's zero and one. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go to UFC and every fight you've got, you're invested in because yeah. they tell the story. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think they do that really well. 